the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, The Force of Optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. And now your host, Philip Naiman. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Hello, folks. Welcome to another edition of Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman. Hope you're having a great day here. What is it? April 10th? Yeah, April 10th. Beautiful time of the year in Southern California. I mean, uh, the trees are blooming. I was out taking some pictures this weekend. Absolutely gorgeous time of the year in the craziest state in the Union. So we have beauty and the beast. Beauty is our environment. The beast is excremento. And joining us from excremento, California, we have Roy Griffith. Roy Griffith is a legislative director for the California Rifle and Pistol Association. What does that mean? That means that this poor man spends his waking hours in the legislative committees in excremento, listening to the unbelievable drivel that falls out of the pie holes of our state legislators. Now, Roy would never say that, but I did, and I think I'm pretty accurate. And just judging at the at the level of competent uh, legislation that we see addressing crime, uh, I, I am right on the money here. I mean, here we have a state that has completely put all the criminals back on the streets. We promote people like Kamala Harris for district attorney of San Francisco. When the Bologna family is massacred, she refuses the death penalty. She refuses to deport the guy who's who's the murderer. She becomes our attorney general and then moves on to senator from there. We promote all that is wrong in this state. But um, don't take my word for it. We're going to bring Roy on here. He's going to give you a little bit of a rundown of what's going on in, in Excremento and when we're done with that, and when we're done with discussing the executive orders that um, the bribing in chief has has laid out for us this particular week, then we're going to actually talk about some fun stuff. Now, Roy was a California game warden for 27 years, and he's got some great stories about uh, his past service. And thank you for your service there, Roy. How are you doing this morning? Uh, I'm doing great, but excremento, I resemble that remark. <laughs> I, and, and I tell you, Phil, I wish all that was coming out of their mouths was dribble because it's uh, it's worse than that. It's just blatant lies. I mean, I, I, dribble can be entertaining, but sitting there and having to listen to these people lie their, in their testimony and then bring on good former chiefs of DOJ that we sparred with for years to who now work for the Brady campaign to just further the lies, you know, and boy, I don't know. Let me, where do I start? But, uh, you know, just the other day in testimony on assembly bill 311, that's just a, yet another bill to ban us from buying parts, you know, law abiding parts that we need to repair 
our firearms or enhance our firearms that we're given a God-given right under the Second Amendment to own and possess and utilize lawfully, they're, they're testifying that these parts in and of themselves are, are just going to go out there and put themselves together and go commit mass murders. And, and guess what they're doing now? They've included in their little this ghost gun. We're going to hear a lot about ghost guns now. Well, they've decided to add to the ghost gun list all the firearms that they catch with criminals, the hardened criminals that you were just talking about, who take, take break into your home, break into your car, steal your firearms that you've obtained lawfully, then grind the serial number off of them. And guess what? Now, <laughs> back when I was a cop, that was a felony. That was a unserialized firearm. Well, now that's a ghost gun. You know, it, it, <laughs> So they're just doing everything they can to make this make the the numbers fit with the story they're trying to create. So, so, so what they've done is they've redefined they they've redefined what a ghost gun is. The first thing they said was guns manufactured out of somebody's garage, which you have a, a legal right to do so, right? There's a certain number you can manufacture for your own purpose. California came up with some regulations that says if you're going to do that, that has to be registered and. and you have to jump through all these different hoops. So that made it unattractive. So what they're not doing is they're not finding these these homemade firearms at all the crime scenes. But they are finding stolen guns. Stolen guns from felons that they've let out of jail early. And now you're saying they're going to requalify the definition of um, of a ghost gun to anything that has been modified to hide the serial number that was once a stolen firearm. Is that correct? That's correct. If that doesn't make your blood boil, what does? I mean, we, have, we, the citizens of this gorgeous country, have been building guns in our garages and in our barns and in front of our fireplaces since this country was created. We ran the British off our continent with homemade firearms. We ran the most industrialized, huge army force at the time off of our continent with homemade guns. And now that same thing has become this horrible, unlawful act, you know? So, well, let me, let me ask this. <laughs> let's, let's ask this question here. Okay. So let's assume I'm a criminal and I have a stolen, a firearm from you. Okay. It, there's a penalty for having a stolen firearm. And then there's a higher penalty for grinding off the serial number or digging it out of a block frame or something like that. So oh, time out. Time out. There used to be a penalty for that. Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. Wait, 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 wait. They, they've taken away punishment for illegal behavior in California. No, no. Tell me that's. Oh, oh come on, Roy. You're kidding me. You're joshing again. I hope you're sitting down when, yes, but yes, can you believe that? Senate Bill 620 a couple years ago. I mean, back when I was a cop in the 80s, there was a very successful piece of legislation passed that worked. It was called use a gun, go to jail. You know, there was serious enhancement when a hardened criminal knowingly uses a firearm in the commission of a crime. Those penalty enhancements went from five to 20 years based on what they did with that gun. In California, that's all gone. Look up Senate Bill 620 by Senator Bradford from beautiful armpit of Southern California. Did away with that uh, about 33 sessions ago. Now, and it's, that was the start, and it's only gotten worse. Now, didn't they say that on the enhancement side, when it used to be 10, 
20 or 30 years enhancement, depending upon what they've done. It's one, two, or three years now. Yeah, yes, correct. Yeah. And so and so, if you have less than three years to serve and your enhancement was three years, um, that we're releasing, again, the most violent felons onto our streets to create a new breed of victims because we've let the predators out of the box. It's absolutely ridiculous. You would not, if you raise livestock, you know, you would not invite the hens to live with the foxes. You would not say, hey, we need some more weasels in the hen house. But California, it seems like that's the only thing that we're really good at is, is letting the weasels back out to harm people. And these decisions that these supervisors, uh, state legislature, state senators, governors, attorney generals make, it kills people. They have blood on their hands from their decisions. And it drives me up the wall that they're never held accountable in this life because of the carnage that they have committed. I mean, I love to bring up the, I, I hate to and love to bring up the Bologna family in San Francisco. It's a perfect example of sanctuary cities gone awry. And, and the justice denied that family by Gavin Newsom and Kamala Harris and their policies. You know, um, it, you should have, you can use a firearm to commit a crime. You should have an enhancement. If you want to stop gun violence, criminals are cowards. They're not exactly, some are stupid. Most are stupid, but they're all cowards. And if they know that they're going to get 20, 30 years away, well, that's going to change their behavior. If they're going to get six months away, it's not. And and that's why we're encouraging all the wrong behaviors, Roy. Yeah, Phil, can I add to that? You know, there's a time-tested formula that goes back to the time of the Egyptians, to the earliest recorded criminal you know, logs and, and um, recordings of penalties. And, and it's, a, it's a very simple formula. It's two process. Number one, surety of apprehension. The, 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 you know, there's those of us that do the right thing because it's the right thing. But criminals, there's two things that keep them between those lines. Number one, surety of apprehension. If I, if I do this, I'm probably going to get caught. The other part of that formula that's equally as critical that they've thrown out the window in California is severity of punishment. If I do this, I'm going to get whacked or I'm going to spend a long time in jail. Back in the time of the Egyptians, if you did it, you got your hand cut off. If you were a, if you were a rapist, you got something else cut off. If you, you know, <laughs> that is all gone in California. And that is the critical equation. Even let's talk about the first component, surety of apprehension. They nope. have hamstringed and Hide the hands behind the back of our law enforcement officers no cash. to the point that there's no such thing. No cash no bail. Such thing as proactive law enforcement. Yeah, no, no cash bail. Yeah, well, they, 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 just look at this country. Law enforcement officers are just leaving their careers early and retiring yep. early or going to other professions because these cities from Seattle, Portland, all over Chicago have just made it so difficult to be an officer that they're not – why turn over rocks and look for ugly things? You know, you do anything and you get sued. You, you, it's just impossible to do your job. So that formula is gone, yeah. you know, and um, so gonna... that's why we're seeing crimes go through the ceiling in our state. Absolutely it is. Folks, this is Philip Naiman. Join me here with Roy Griffith, Legislative Director of the California Rifle and Pistol Association. We're going to talk a little bit more about what's going on in California right back after this. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This 
is my boomstick. Hey, folks, welcome back to Boomstick Radio. Philip Naiman, FiringLineRadio.com is where you're going to find the podcast. Joining me here, I have Roy Griffith. And Roy will even tell you that if you need guns, ammo, anything firearm related, head on down to Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo in Riverside on the corner of Arlington and Brockton. Go see Vince Torres. And once you get your ammunition small arms, rifles, pistols, big arms, anything else that you needed over there, then go out and get yourself a certified firearm course on how to use your firearm safely and with determination. Check them out at bullseyesport.com, bullseyesport.com, 951-823-0211, Oh, hey, Roy, uh, we just talked a little bit about AB 3311. Uh, that, that is the precursor and accessory law of the banning, basically anything that could eventually be made into uh, a firearm. Is that correct? Yeah. Specifically banning the sale, the lawful sale of that on state and federal, um, lands are basically going after the gun shows. And it's kind of the assembly, uh, version of the other bad bill that we're, that's working its way through the system. That's Senate bill, Senate bill version 264, that bans the lawful act of selling firearms, precursor parts, or ammunition on any state or federal land. So it's just a real hit on our gun shows, which are uh, huge in recruitment of the next generation of not just shooters and recreational shooters, but hunters and outdoor enthusiasts. And these gun shows and are have zero, zero background or record of any unlawful acts going on. We have fought this for years in California. They started off with the Del Mar show bill and the Cow Palace bill. And this is those two bills that we beat successfully the last few years on steroids. It's going after all state and federal lands. And again, what we talked about earlier, the lies that they're spewing, they're, they're saying that these gun shows are just this loophole where criminals go and buy gun kits and buy guns and and walk out that same day with a firearm. Not the case. These gun shows have to go through the same and more checks and balances that our brick and mortar sh- uh, stores do. And what came up in testimony the other day on 311 was that, you know, a big percentage, 90% or more of the folks that that sell at these gun shows have brick and mortars right. anyway. Right. So, you know, it makes no sense to ban the sale there. But we have asked, we CRPA have asked, prior authors and the Department of Justice through both me sitting in their office and asking, and then we went the formal route of a public records request to the Department of Justice for the last couple of years, and we've received nothing back to back up their testimony of um, all these violations they're talking about of, of the nefarious acts that go on in these gun shows. And the good chief, I'm not going to mention names, because I respect the man, even though he works for the Brady campaign now. The good chief testified the other day. Was he from San Jose? <laughs> no, sir. The uh, former chief of DOJ now works for the Brady campaign, oh. if you can connect those dots. Anyway, the good chief testified that, uh, again, that all these nefarious acts that go on at the gun shows, that they've, test- they've, they've, they've done some t- the same testimony they've done for years, uh, and we've called them on it. And they still spew it out. And, and like we were talking earlier, this, the, the lies about ghost guns and the numbers that they're doing to make that far worse than it is and, and connecting law-abiding citizens to criminals who sh- 
grind the numbers off of firearms. So yeah, it's it's um, <laughs> their testimony in these matters has gotten really out of hand. But those both those bills, AB three eleven and the Senate version uh, SB two sixty four, are a couple of the big ones we're facing this year because of the ramifications of you know many of us and our nonprofits that have just maybe have a um, a fundraising dinner on state property, state fairgrounds, or, you know, I've been to many dinners that are held on county fair property. Um, those fundraisings are, are hugely important to, to um, entities like CRPA, California Waterfowl, Cal Deer. You know, that's where they make the big chunk of their monies that um, go for incredibly important things like education and habitat improvement programs and, you know, all the great things that nonprofits do with their money, unlike, you know, Brady campaign and others that spend all their money on attorneys to take away our lawful rights. So, um, yeah, it's yeah, like the, the humane society, the HSUS, the hypocritical society of urban snobs, their whole, their whole fundraising is to create legal, legal battles. They are not, they're not helping puppies, man is the biggest scam you've ever seen. And then they moved all the money offshore too. So you couldn't sue them when they were causing uh, frivolous lawsuits and stuff. But the same thing with the Brady campaign they're they don't care about victims' rights. They're not trying to help people. They're trying to destroy our rights through the legislative process. So they take that money, they buy some legislators and let them go at it. And every time they write a re a stupid bill, Every time they write a bill like that, it takes our time and treasure to fight it, and it costs them nothing to write it. And that's that's why we're always, you know, whistling up a rope, uh, so to speak. Um, it, it's 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 an uphill battle. But the one thing now we just had um, President Select Biden came out with his uh, his executive orders on Thursday here, and here's here's the talking points on that. The Justice Department because they can be trusted within 60 days. We'll publish model red flag legislations for the States. The justice department within 60 days will issue a proposed rule to make clear when a device marketed as a stabilizing brace effectively turns a pistol into a short barreled rifle subject to the requirements of the national firearms act. The justice department within 30 days will issue proposed rule to help stop the proliferation of ghost guns. And as we noticed, Ghost guns are not a problem, or unserialized firearms are not a problem in crime scenes, but they're going to change the definition of them so now that it looks like it, and then they can overreach with legislation trying to control things. Any comments on that there, Roy? Yeah, you know, I'm just, as as much as this might sound heartless, you know, this executive order is going to get the attention and finally put a little heat under the kettle for what we've you know, I've said a long time, you know, welcome to our world in California. You know, I've got many dear friends, love them dearly, who, you know, flip the middle finger at California. So I'm moving to Idaho. I'm moving to Texas. I'm moving to wherever because I I can uh, do what I want to do and own the farms I want to own. Well, guess what? <laughs> the fight's coming to their porch now. And, um, you know, we've faced many of the stuff that Mr., you know, Biden Biden has, is doing. We have been facing that and dealing with it for years in California. So I, I um, sorry to see, but um, I'm I'm thankful that they're going to hopefully now join us in the fight that we have out here on the front lines. Well, they'd better. You know, I mean, we, we've seen it. We've seen that there's a small group of people fighting, 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 and the rest of them are like, well. 
we have the Second Amendment. We don't have to worry about it. They can't really do that because we have the Second Amendment. Well, we, we've seen court decision after court decision where they're redefining what the Second Amendment means, where they're redefining the simple English uh, terms on this. So it, it's, it really is ridiculous that they have let it go this far uh, without standing up and fighting. And the, and the the horrible Congress people we have out here, like Pete Aguilar, uh, he's voting on all the national stuff. So he's affecting the rights of you in Idaho or Texas or Arizona. And they're writing legislation that will be passed federally that will affect everybody across the state. So they had better wake up and realize that we are all in this. If you move to another state, you still have to get involved. You still have to do the do what you have to do to keep keep the idiocy at bay. You know, it's almost like you're the little boy in the dike with his, his fingers and his toes and his tongues trying to stop the water coming through. Hey, we need more people. Um, because it's going to continue, and the only way to stop it is to outvote them, get them out of office and out of power. Roy? Amen to that. Um, you, you know, we say that all the time. We're not going to change anything till we start changing who's occupying those seats. And we can run up there, and, and you know, California, they have a, such a supermajority that they're going to, they will pass whatever they want to pass. And I, I, you know, tell folks that their involvement on these bills is critical, but even more critical is their involvement at the grassroots level. And I'll, I'll admit for years, I didn't pay serious enough attention to the local dog catcher and, you know, board of supervisors and these positions, you know, I always vote since I was in high school, I, I voted on the, what I thought were the important ones, but we have to change who occupies the big white building in all of our Sacramento's and they get their first, putting the door on those little measly county board of supervisor positions and, and county assessor positions. And then the next thing we know, City they're Hall. in assembly yeah. and then on the way. So yeah, people got to get involved. The other way to get involved, now. get involved, get involved at the, uh, at the party level, either Democrat or Republican, and try and make changes there because that's who's who's setting people up for that. Folks, Philip Naiman, check us out at FiringLineRadio.com for the podcast, CRPA.org to get involved with the California Rifle and Pistol Association. We'll be right back with Roy Griffith, the Legislative Director for the California Rifle and Pistol Association, after this. Have questions about handgun safety, local sports shooting events, or your Second Amendment rights? Just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Get practical advice. No sales pitch. Vince is a straight shooter when it comes to sharing his advice and years of gun experience. Whether you're a seasoned gun owner or a newcomer, at Bullseye Sport, they welcome everyone, especially ladies considering a firearm for the first time. When they go to our store, we want to give them something that they're going to feel comfortable with. And if you're looking to purchase a gun, ammo, or accessories... If we don't have it, we will get it for you. For all the answers to your rifle and handgun questions, just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport. 951-823-0211. Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Proud sponsor of the Firing Line Gun Show, Saturdays at 1 p.m. on AM 590. Follow Bullseye Sport on Facebook for your inventory updates or call 951-823-0211. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by CCW Safe by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. Spartans, lay down your weapons! Persians, come and get them! 
Hey folks, Moulin Lave Saturday, Moulin Lave Saturday. Hope you're having a great day out there. This is Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. Podcasts are at FiringLineRadio.com. And we're making a move over to Gab from Facebook. Just a little piece at a time here. I'm still trying to figure that thing out. But uh, anyway, uh, as you know, Facebook is not our friend. And they're silencing everybody they can, as is YouTube. So we're trying to make some moves on our social platform. So uh, if you're on our Facebook group page, take a look at, I'll be posting some things about Gab, moving over there, just starting to get the content to show up on that level. But we need you to join us to make it successful. Anyway, back here I have Roy Griffith, Legislative Director of the California Rifle and Pistol Association. And in between the last breaks here, we just talked about this briefly, but AB 1223 by Levine. Levine the Fiend. Um, go, Roy, just do this one. I, I have to go over here and take a hit of a bottle of scotch. <laughs> Pour one for me, too. I'm going to need it after this. Well, I call 1223 yet another representation of taxation without representation. I mean, the California gun owner and already pays about $70 in taxes and, and fees when he or she purchases a firearm. We pay, in many of our communities, the highest sales tax of anywhere in the nation, some communities upwards of 12%. We already pay, and God bless the Pittman-Robinson Act. We're, we're, I'm honored to pay you know, 11%, almost 12% in Pittman-Robinson dollars. Those dollars go to great things in education and habitat and all kinds of good stuff. But yeah, now the you know, and then we in California we gotta pay a, a fee for the background check and pay a fee for a, a firearm safety thing that we have to go through, and well, it, it adds up to already seventy bucks, like I said, a firearm. Well, now Levine wants to pop another twenty five dollars on the sale of all firearms and an un yet to be determined amount of flat tax on ammunition sales. Um, so do we have to pass it to yeah. find out how much it'll be? Well, guess what, guys? It already flew through its first committee this last Tuesday on, no surprise, party line vote, five to two, you know, and it's working its way through the process, and it's still a blank check on the ammunition fees. But, you know, don't don't worry, because their staff told us that we aren't going to pay the fees. Those fees are imposed on the dealer, on our FFL. So um, we don't have to pay those those fees. So we asked a nice staffer in, in a meeting with her. We said, well, young lady, um, you got a lemonade stand in your front yard, right? Yeah, okay. Well, you're charging 50 cents a cup for lemonade. And then your cup price, you just found out from your mom that your cup price is going to go up 25 cents a cup. Are you going to keep charging 50 cents a cup of lemonade or maybe 75 cents now? And she just, oh, <laughs> the light came on. You know, of course we all know that the sale, they got to charge to pass that fee on to us. Many of these great, you know, FFLs are just making a few bucks on these farms already just to allow us to have access to them. They've got to put it onto the, well, you know, I can't blame all, the, the sales folks. Are putting on, no, it's not theirs. All but, costs, all costs, all costs, all taxes, all fines, all fees, all programs, all costs are paid by the end user. The same thing when they want to raise property tax. The renters are like, I don't care. I don't pay property tax. Yeah, dingus, your rent just went up 50 bucks a month. The, the landlord is passing that on to you. you ugh. Again, the stupid these burns. Taxes, these, taxes, these taxes are earmarked to go towards a very good program, you know, that 
that's going to eliminate all violence in California. And, you know, hey, we're all for that. We're all for programs that are set to eliminate violence. But yeah, it's called prison. That impacts all Californians. These taxes should be imposed on our criminals that are getting paid to sit in prison and make license plates or whatever. They should be taxed on the little monies they get for working in the prison or their fines should go up significantly to pay for this. Not, we don't want to see more fines on law-abiding citizens for the behavior of a small percentage of society. That, Does that make sense to anybody? Yes. Yeah, Why this, penalize? Let's start, let's put a bigger tax on automobiles for the couple of drunk drivers that go out there and kill people, you know? Well, they might do that. Um, but here's the thing, Roy, is we have a small subset of super predators that continually go out there and create 85, 90% of all the crime. And we fail to deal with them. We keep putting them back out on the street to create another line of innocent victims. And, and that behavior by our legislator, by our governor, by our governors in the past, that is blood libel. They are guilty because of the harm that these idiots that they keep letting out of prison early continually to inflict on innocent people. That is the most horrid thing. You know, God seeks justice. We're supposed to be just and merciful. And and there is no justice in that when they allow these predators, these are human predators, to continually go out and do whatever they want to do. You walk, we're, we're out here in sad burning ghetto, uh, Southern California. And man, you can see, you can just see walking down the street. Or Number one, you don't walk down the street. You drive quickly through the city and you can just see what's going on it's absolutely ridiculous and you know the the local officers they can't do anything about it because there's no they can arrest them today actually they can't even arrest them they can cite them they can give them a little citation hey you know you're doing bad things you're breaking windows you're pooping in the middle of the street these are all bad things here's your citation maybe someday come to court and pay the fine maybe someday but there's no cash bail they can't rack them up and put them in the paddy wagon for days on end or or take them into county jail they just it's a, a revolving door and the teeth have been taken from law enforcement and it's the idiocy that they continually put predators on the street the only jobs of our government is to keep the public safe and fill in the damn potholes. That's it. They fail miserably at both. We've got, you know, the the the, the only people who are going to jail now are because they want to volunteer to get a sex change for free. Other than that, they're not going to jail. It's absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, and and the idiocy of Levine and his his gal not understanding the how how all costs are paid by the end user. I'm sure she's probably a college master level person and she still doesn't understand <laughs> the economics portion of that, right? Um, just put it on your credit card, well, sweetheart. Ah. Well, You're it, getting me all it, amped it, up here, man. It, I just, you know, they wonder why I drink. It's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't drink yet because I got to go to the big white building this afternoon and provide testimony on a couple of bills in person. So, Tonight when I get back, oh, home. dude, yeah, no, well, okay. So the other thing we want to talk about, let's let's. I have to switch here before my head explodes. Let's talk about your career as a game warden. Now, when we first started talking this afternoon, you said, "Hey, you had six years in undercover." Okay, so I'm switching gears here. We know California needs help. Join the CRPA.org. Join the membership. Give them money to help fight these things. That's super, super, super important if you're here in California. But for Fishing Game, 
Roy, give us a little idea of what, what that was like. Oh, my goodness. It was a paid vacation. I tell you what, I had some <laughs> of the greatest years in my career. You know, I, I, what always drew me to law enforcement was the cat and the mouse. You know, it, it's, I love to hunt. And being a game warden, basically just hunting poachers, you know. And I'm not talking about people who make little mistakes. The unit that I was in was designed just to go after the serial poachers, the worst of the worst who make money off of wildlife, whether it be abalone, bear, deer, and everything in between. And, you know, they're ripping off from all of us. So it was fun pursuing them. It was a lot of fun to uh, to catch them. And um, I, could, I could tell stories all night, but one <laughs> was so fun was a, a gentleman, an illegal guide in, in Arizona that, just did everything. He just thought he was so thought he was above the law and no one was ever going to catch him. We'd sit around campfires at night. He'd talk about what idiots game wardens are and how they're never going to catch him because he knows them all and, you know, tipping a beer with this guy. And we were hunting. Uh, I had a, a tag, which, which I, for the Arizona, for the strip, a beautiful place to hunt. And we were hunting. Um, I spent, 10 days on that trip with this individual hunting dawn till dusk. And he was such an idiot. You know, we get in the saddles and ride up and over these ridges and he never thought, you know, I, I played the, the dumb Californian guy who just bought himself a guide to go kill stuff. And we weren't seeing anything. So I was giving him grief about, you know, Hey, I paid him good money and you know, we're not seeing anything. And he goes, well, just shut up tomorrow. I'm taking you somewhere special. So, you know, I'm authorized to operate undercover in the state of Arizona the next morning, we get in the car with his sub guide, this fun cowboy, you know, and off we go. And the next thing I know, I'm driving into the state of Utah. <laughs> I was authorized to work in the state of Arizona, but Utah, we hadn't really discussed with them that we were going to be coming to Utah. And the next thing I know, I'm hunting in the Pontagons of Utah, which is just a phenomenal place that I'd been putting in for the previous five to ten years you know, to hunt there. Only two non-resident tags to hunt mule deer in the Pontagons of southern Utah. And there I am with this guide and his sidekick, you know, um, hunting hunting Utah. And we got off and we're heading up this one canyon and, and um, the guide, the main guide, uh, he's in the canyon next to us. We're scouting and, and I'm you with this old cowboy. Roy, we're going to hold it right there yeah. for this next commercial break. Oh. Folks, this is a cliffhanger. He's on the cliffs of the Ponsagant in Utah. Philip Naiman, Firingland Radio Show. Check us out at firinglandradio.com. Roy Griffith, Legislative Director, CRPA, CRPA.org. We'll be right back after this. Hi, folks. Philip Naiman from Firing Line Radio Show. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated $1 million for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at CCWSafe.com. AM 590, the answer. 
This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Yes! Great hunter. Yes? Yes. Fine figure of a man. Yes? Yes? Yes. That is all you need to know for now. Hey, folks, Philip Navin. We got rid of the governor, and uh, we put this one on Jeremiah Johnson. I always love that quote. So there you go, folks. Uh, joining me back here, I have Roy Griffith, the legislative director of the California Rifle and Pistol Association. And as we left the last commercial segment, Roy was uh, in the Ponsagant with a couple of poachers working undercover. Roy, pick it up from there, buddy. Yeah, so yeah, setting the scene, the main guide, the young guide, he's in the canyon right over the hill from us, glass and trying to find me this dream buck, and I'm with this old-time cowboy. And uh, the man could literally track a fart through a wind tunnel. I mean, just amazing ability to track. Uh, I've never seen, I've never been with anybody, and I learned a lot from that gentleman on tracking. But he was... (laughs) Couldn't see, you know, he could see a track on the ground, but he couldn't see something if you're holding up a cue card 10 feet in front of him. So we're working our way up this canyon, and to this day, on my mother's grave, I've seen the most phenomenal buck I've ever seen in my life. Make something on the Eastman's cover look like a, a spike by fork, and make some of the paintings I've seen not even look interesting. This buck was every bit of 32 inches wide, with points going every which direction, mass around the bases you couldn't put your hands around. And I looked at it, and I go, oh, my God. And, and the cowboy goes, well, shoot him, Hollywood. <laughs> and, uh, of course, from California, they had to call me Hollywood. I don't know why. I didn't look like I got a face for radio. But anyway, so then, then the moment there, I realized that I got no more authority to shoot something in, in Utah right now than they do because, again, I'm a California game warden working in Arizona with the authority of Arizona to catch an Arizona crook. And so I – I, uh, and I never would have wanted to kill this buck anyway and make it evidence it was the most phenomenal animal ever. So I go, well, no, I, I forget the gentleman's name, but I say it's 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 wide but spindly. And you got to, I wish I could, your viewers could see this, but he, he's <laughs> rubbing his eyes and he squints and he's looking, he's going, don't look spindly to me, Hollywood. And I go, ah, it's pretty spindly. It's not the one I'm after. And he goes, okay, whatever you want. But uh, anyway, to the day, to this day, that was the most phenomenal buck I've ever seen in my life, and I uh, I still envision it in my mind. And on our way back into town that night, I called my Arizona connection. I, I made a story up to the crooks that I needed to call my wife and check in because this is way before cell phones. Right. Or I didn't have a cell phone. I'll tell you that. So I got on the payphone and called my. Arizona game warden contact. I said, Hey, do whatever you got to do to get us the green light to operate in Utah. Cause we're going back tomorrow. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, you know, Utah ended up hammering him. That guy got hammered in Utah, hammered in Arizona, hammered in a couple other States for the, for the trail of stuff we got on him. But, uh, it was a fun case. And it just, again, just the, the fun of taking somebody like that out of the system for at least a few years, because, um, when, Folks steal wildlife. They're stealing from all of us, you know. And and again, these aren't just people who make simple mistakes. These are people that are commercializing the wildlife that is there for us all to enjoy, whether just intrinsically or consumptively. You know, it's a theft from everybody. So, so what is what is the major poaching yeah. problem in California? Right now, um, has been and is probably you know the two biggies that have been around for years has been. 
bears and abalone, they can just make so much money off of them so quickly. You know, in abalone season, abalone has been season for all of us sport-wise has been closed the last three years, and there's still individuals going after abalone. Um, what can bears, we, you know, they want to keep... What can we do? Go Think ahead. about this. If, we, if we're trying to support the deer population and we're trying to support the bighorn sheep population right and they're being hammered by major predators how can we entice china that mountain lion paws and livers are good for their sexual prowess (laughs) i like the way you think you know that's probably a you know a good uh side industry that that someone could do you know if you convince them there's money to be made at it they'll do it you know and that's uh and all joking aside it's it's ingrained in the culture bear bear gallbladder is the first written prescription and known pharmaceuticals the ancient chinese culture of the, the medicinal healing powers of bear gallbladder so yeah it's a powerful thing when you're battling both money and cultural history you know yeah but i think we need to just just get it out there that you know mountain lions work in a pinch and uh boy i sure think our our deer and our bighorn sheep populations could do with a little bit of relief on that since the state is unwilling to uh actually protect those animals so anyway that's just my two cents hello china china joe if you're listening yeah china joe if you're listening yeah hunter biden why don't you sell some mountain lions to china Hey, real quick, just uh, that attempt on, to take away bear hunting for us this year, Senate Bill 252, um, would have eliminated the lawful harvest of bears in California, which are the bear numbers are skyrocketing yep. because of the banning of town hunting a few years ago. And bears are just decimating deer herds in California, both twofold, um, because direct uh, harvesting, you know, bears eat fawns they're very successful at at eating fawns and that's what you know nature's supposed to do but you take the you know all the other equations out of the the formula that mountain lion which you just mentioned mountain lion normally would kill a deer and eat a deer that would last them about a week well because the bear populations are going through the roof on the north coast and many other places Mountain lion kills a deer, gets maybe one meal out of it. Bear comes along and says, thank you, mountain lion, takes said deer. Mountain lion goes out and kills another deer. So it's called cleptoparatism. Well, numerous studies are, have proven this. So uh, it, it's just, you know, man has just messed up the whole system so much that we have to keep these numbers in check. And yeah. and like you said, you know, the, you know, mountain lions are still being killed in California and thrown into a dumpster or a ditch or what have you. They're being killed for depredation permits, even though there's a line of folks out there that would love the opportunity to legally and lawfully harvest that line and enjoy the, the trophy and many of them enjoy the meat as well. And, and but, preserve you know, the animal, Pre- preserve the animal and, the, and the, the thought of the animal as opposed to it just rotting in the sun. You know, I've always said, and unfortunately it's very true, that all wildlife environmental disasters are caused by environmentalists. Amen. Amen to that. They're overreaching. They're thinking, oh, well, we'll just introduce, I don't know, say maybe a Canadian wolf into Yellowstone and watch it decimate a 20,000 head elk herd. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, what? We're out of elk? Huh. 
Imagine that. Yellowstone is materially changed. Why? Uh, because the environmentalists have, well, who wanted to see all those elk out there anyway, right? I mean, who wants to see baby bison? Who, who, who wants to see any of that? So it's much better just to have the wolves eat everything flat. It's the, again, this is a show. It's like, it's like salt in your eye. The idiocy, it burns. It just, it's hard to deal with, um, anything from the economic front where they don't understand how costs are passed through to their over involvement in wildlife on the, on the form of predator enhancement, not prey enhancement. If you have more deer, you can support more bears. You can support more mountain lions. If you have less of them and more predators, it's going to go the other way. And uh, anyway, I'm going to give you the last two minutes to wrap us up. You had, you have a two minute, uh, real quickie, really fun DFG story. Oh boy. Quickie. Uh, maybe the time that uh, I was sent into a campground to put a transmitter underneath a vehicle we were following and, and uh, only to uh, have the suspects return to the campground a little earlier than we were hoping. And I spent the next 60 hours of my life in a berry poison oak bramble <laughs> waiting for them to leave so I could crawl back out of their campground. So uh, that was probably one of the not so fun stories. Um, you know, I spent a night in uh, the state of Colorado laying in the middle divide of a highway with a poacher and the deer that we poached because he poached. I was just along for the ride because our, uh, our guide got, was a felon at large unbeknownst to me and the County Mounties seen him on the way back to the pickup truck carrying our, his, uh, the client's rifle and, uh, County Mountie saw Jed with a, with a rifle and arrested him on the spot. So nobody came to pick us up that night with the deer that we poached in an alfalfa field. So we spent the night out there waiting <laughs> till early morning hours when Jed got his one phone call from county jail and sent the maid guide out to pick us up. So that was fun too. But yeah, just great memories. You know, I'm just uh, thankful for the opportunity I had to, to do those fun things. And uh, now I'm just an old has-been, you know, begrudgingly uh, roaming the hallways of sac of what you call it earlier? Excremento. Contagious? Yeah, excremento. excremento. There's nothing sacred. There's no sacrament up there. It's all excrement. It's excremento. Folks, I want to thank my special guest, Roy Griffith. Roy Griffith, California Rifle and Pistol Association, CRPA.org. Join them. He's a legislative director. He's fighting for you every single week up there in excremento. Roy, thank you for all you do. Have a great weekend. God bless. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate the opportunity to share with your listeners. You got it. Buenos nachos. Shoot, Felipe! Shoot! When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, the force of optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. AM 590. The answer.